This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Hot Off The Mess. I am your host, Samantha Bush. And guys, today I'm finally coming out of the sickness from hell. I've been so sick the last like five days. I don't know what's taken over me, but I've just been feeling like such shit. Um, I don't know if anybody else is experiencing this this year, but like I keep getting sick off and on. I don't know what's going on. I need to get a B12 shot in my ass pronto um, because this just like isn't working for me. But anyway, we are here. I am ready to get into the Potomac Part 2 reunion and of course, Summer House. Um, before I do that, I do want to just talk briefly about how excited I am about the upcoming season of Real Houses of Beverly Hills. This might be an unpopular opinion and I know everybody's like rejoicing that Rinna is gone, you know, the witch is dead, whatever, whatever. And I'm, you know, I'm a little nervous about her being gone, but I'm just so fucking excited to see how the alliances and the dynamics shift now that she's gone. Um, Kyle posted a picture the other day of like all of the girls. It was like Crystal, Dorit, Erica, Garcelle, and herself. And I said, Sutton, I believe there was, was there as well. Um, and she commented like, we were all so happy that day. And like everybody starts commenting like, oh my God, like shit's popping off already. They just started filming, I think last week. Um, I think we're going to be getting introduced to um, Dorit's new friend, so that's exciting. They honestly look eerily similar, especially now that Dorit has brown hair, which I don't hate. Um, I definitely don't love the brown hair, if we're being completely honest. Um, but, you know, to, you know, I don't think it's going to last. I should think she'll be blonde, you know, in a day. Um, another thing is Demois had posted about it says emoji it was like an emoji cookie monster and it it basically was alluding to here I'll read it this is a post that was submitted on Nemois now that this reality show is back on air seems like a good time to air some dirty laundry about a certain soon-to-be 40 year old cast member Friend of a friend was hooking up with this married man last summer when the season was filming. No shockers there given his past cheating history. Hope wifey didn't sign a prenup after all. Obviously, that's about Kyle Cook and Amanda, allegedly. Um, and, you know, I've been seeing some stuff online about people being like, no, it was Oliver who cheated on Maya. 
Um, okay, he probably did, and I think Maya like confirmed that on Watch What Happens Live last week. But um, and I also think Danielle confirmed that um, Watch What Happens Live this week when she was on with Gabby, who we'll get into it. Fucking hates Danielle. Um, which so that was kind of an awkward pairing, to be honest. I loved watching it, but it was intense to be completely honest. Um. So I just think this is kind of crazy if true, like if Kyle did cheat on Amanda last summer, I just, this man just cannot fucking help himself. Um, so yeah, I just, I want to keep an eye out because that was a Demois submitted post. Okay, let's, enough of that. Let's get right into the Real Houses of Potomac reunion. So we kind of left off last week right when we were getting into the Giselle Candace Wendy fight situation. Um, And Wendy finally says what everyone online has been saying. And it's that these things, these um, affairs and cheating and so on and so forth, coincidentally happen when the cameras are rolling um and it's so fucking true because it's like what you had Candace is like you've had months to tell me that Chris made you uncomfortable and you're telling me that right when the cameras go up this is the time that you're going to talk to me about it it it's so fucking transparent. I don't really even have much to say about it because it's so fucking clear. And, you know, Robin's doing herself no favors by being like, everything should happen on camera. We're on this show, you know, to show our real lives. And I'm like, babe. And of course, Bravo is taking uh, all of the, any opportunity they can to just be like, you know, do a SpongeBob and be like two weeks later. And it's like Robin acting a fool on Watch What Happens Live. I'm just so disappointed in Robin, you guys. I really am. It's, I, I've i said it a few weeks ago. It's just, I always like to separate her and Giselle. I don't think this is a two-headed monster. And I do think like, we got to be honest, Giselle isn't going fucking anywhere. She like is the backbone of Potomac. But I do think that we need to separate the two. Um, and I just don't know, man. I, it just really bums me out. And then there's this photo going around right now of Juan being seen at a laundromat with a woman. And I'm like, okay, I don't know why he's at a laundromat. I don't really care. I don't think he's cheating on this woman who's has a shirt that says Coppin State University on it. They clearly work together. I believe she's part of like the basketball program. I'm like, okay, yeah, they're they're friends. Like we can't just assume, you know, he's out here being a philanderer left and right all the time. Well, we can. But I just think like sometimes things are a stretch. And I also yeah, like I yeah. That you get what I'm saying. Um, and then when Candace was like, you use the show to lie on people. It's it's kind of reminiscent of Monique saying that to her at the season five reunion with her binder full of truths and facts. Um, God, that binder. What I would get. Do you think it's like really hot stuff in it? Or do you think it's just like 
a bunch of blank pages and like just has like that one, you know, text conversation um, between her and that woman who was sleeping with Jamal. Um, I'll never forget that reunion because then when Kara looked at um, Giselle and was like, so is Jamal coming? And she's like, no. <laughs> I was like, oopsie. Um, but Monique kind of was saying the same thing. She's like, you can't just like come on this show and like make up shit because it affects my family. Like it affects my kids. It affects, you know, everything. And that's kind of where we're at with real, with Real Housewives and reality television in general is like, you can't just make shit up for the sake of making it up to make a TV show. There has to be truth to what you're saying or else it's just like, what the fuck are we doing? You know, I don't want to watch people. I don't want to watch a bunch of Mia's just lying left and right, you know, willy nilly. That's not what I'm, you know, here for. And it's just, sorry, I'm like trying to get my notes together here. Okay. <laughs> sorry about that. Um, I was, <laughs> I was just looking at my notes, but it's just, it's upsetting because it's, it's one of those things where it's like, we don't really know much of Giselle's life. Like, does Giselle have siblings? Does Giselle want to get married again? Does Giselle, what does Giselle's life look like every day? Like, I want to know that. And for her to try to say like, well, that stuff is filmed, but it just doesn't get put in the show. I also just don't think is true. Um, you know, I would have loved to go to the doctor's appointments with her. Like, I know that that's uncomfortable and, scary but you're also on a reality show about your life like that's part of it and I do think that we all have to kind of realize like and I understand like I've been one of these people but I've really had a revelation the last (laughs) two days um so I don't know how big of a revelation this is but it's just something I'm like working on in my head is where everybody's always like these storylines, these storylines, these storylines, like, you know, get a fucking storyline, whatever. And it's like, at this point, the women are each other's storyline and that's okay. Like when people get on Melissa about, you know, Teresa's her storyline, I'm like, well, it is her sister-in-law. They are fighting. That is the show at the end of the day. But there has to be some personal element to it or else it just kind of loses like the heart of why we're doing this. I feel like I don't, I never just watch the show just to see women fighting. Like I like watching their real life unfold. I mean, I've been on this Real Housewives of Orange County journey and, you know, I'm in Heather's first season right now. And it's really fascinating to watch. Like there's so many things that I forgot. I mean, these women really, Tamara really bled out for the show. Um, she talks about her divorce with Simon. You know, we go to the, we go to court with her. We go with Vicky to, you know, sign the divorce papers with Don and move on. Like, these are the things that I want to see. I want to see more of Giselle's life. And I feel like she's doing everybody a disservice and herself a disservice um, by not doing that. And when they all kind of deflect, when she deflected and started talking about Jason, I was like, okay. I'd be interested to see Jason on the show. Um, I would like to see Giselle in a relationship, happy. Um, you know, I don't know. I just, 
I want more from her. And I, because I like her. I just, she needs to stop with the, well, he made me uncomfortable. That's what he did wrong. And it's like, well, how did he make you uncomfortable? Was it just the fact that he was in a room with you? Was it like, what was it? And she couldn't answer the question. And it's just that you can't, in my opinion, like you can't do that. You can't imply that someone was being predatory towards you and not give any sort of like, like nothing behind that other than just like, oh, well, he just made me uncomfortable. I don't know how else to say it. It's like, well, okay, well, that's kind of silly. I'm sorry. It's all so silly. Um, Giselle or not Giselle, sorry. Robin, I think her and Candace had a really underrated friendship. I don't think people really realized how much Candace really liked Robin and fucked with Robin. Um, on this show, it's kind of like when people didn't realize that Dolores and Marge were friends like a few seasons ago. I'm like, yeah, they're like best friends. They hang out all the time. Now, I'm not saying that Robin and Candace hung out all the time, but they definitely had this like respect for one another. And I just know that Candace is like so fucking devastated by the fact that her friend, you know, hid this huge ass part of her life. And I'm really curious if, um, the season coming up, season eight, whenever they start filming, like, are they going to talk about the cop and state stuff? I just feel like no one is talking about it and it's making me feel kind of weird. And I feel like because it's so serious, maybe they don't want to touch on it, which I totally get. But at the same time, like I would love to see it kind of unfold um, on the show um, because I know these women are going to come for Robin in a way that I don't know if Robin's like really ready for, Um, especially Candace. Like she's not pulling any fucking punches with Robin. Um, Yeah, I just... I'm just trying to get my all my thoughts together. You know, I I use this podcast sometimes, honestly, as just like a way to like organize my own thoughts, which probably isn't the best way to be, but it is what it is. Um, and I've also been sick. So forgive me. Uh, my train of thought is like all over the place. I have to ask everybody a question. Where the fuck has Karen been this whole reunion? Where is she? I don't really understand it. Like they had a little segment about her being a copycat, but I was like, okay, anyway, moving on. Like, I don't care about that. She's, she wanted to do candles. Let her do fucking candles. If she wants to do a variety show, a la, you know, Mary Tyler Moore or whatever the fuck let her, I don't care. But she just doesn't seem to be in the reunion. Like she seems very checked out and I feel like she's just holding off maybe until Sharice gets on because then she will go fucking crazy. Um, you know, I did appreciate her trying to stand up for, you know, Candace and was like, listen, Giselle, like what you did is fucked up. Um, not fucking cool. And you know, I appreciated that. But ultimately, I'm just like, where the fuck is she? Where has she where has she been? I want I want my Karen. I want my Karen, you know. Um then we get into the Wendy and the Mia of it all, okay? We took 
all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Wendy and Mia... This is such a mismatch of these are two people that come from very different, like come from opposite sides of the spectrum. Um, They really do. So Andy starts talking to Wendy about all of her businesses. And I'm really glad that he brought this up because I've been saying this since the beginning of time. Why do you want to get into the restaurant industry when you are a mom, when you are a you know, you already have your candle line when you are a political correspondent, you're a professor, like you're on this show. Why the fuck are you trying to open up a restaurant, especially with Peter fucking Thomas? And I'm glad Wendy was like, yeah, I'm glad I didn't do that. I actually listened to Candace and Ashley because they both said that this is like an incredibly volatile like business to be in. And like, I don't have the fucking time or energy. And I was like, good for you, girl. But then of course we get into the Wendy and the Mia stuff because Andy on Watcher Happens Live this week said he was like, I hate wine throws. So I'm kind of curious if he, when he started hating them, was it the Wendy and the Mia stuff when Mia, um, you know, threw the, threw the drink on Wendy. Um, and I just felt really bad for Wendy in that moment. Um, because as much as I don't think, you know, obviously I'm sorry. It's not the same as what Monique did to Candace. Like she literally had Candace's head down on a table and was punching her in the back of the head. That is not the same as someone throwing a drink on someone, which we have seen countless times. I mean, probably 30 times on these shows. Like it's, I get it. It is assault. It's not great. It sent Wendy into a place where she doesn't want to be mentally and emotionally because that's just not who she is. And I totally understand that. But I do think it is fair to say that they're two very different situations. Let, let's just say that. Um, and she kind of they start going back and forth, Mia and Wendy. And Mia brings up that Wendy gave Peter Thomas the cookie? I mean, what the fuck is she talking about? This is the thing about Mia that I just don't get. You are throwing out such an a, a crazy accusation. And like, you can't just say shit like this. This is like what Candace was saying. She's like, we have to stop with these lies. Like, you can't just say whatever the fuck you want. And Mia saying like, oh, she had dinner with him, you know, before we started filming. It was on a camera. I saw it. I'm like, I don't think that Wendy fucked Peter. I promise you. I don't think that. Um, it was also really fucking disgusting of Giselle to touch up her makeup during um, Wendy's package. I'm just like, that's like really shitty. You know, she just can't stand Wendy, but that was gross. Um, 
sorry, you guys, a little ASMR. I'm taking sips of um, some coffee. Um, and so then they get into the, the whole Robin filming it situation. And I really like how everybody called out the hypocrisy because it was like, Robin, if that happened to you, you would go fucking crazy. We have seen Robin act up time and time again. And she never gets called out for it. I mean, we all remember the umbrella scene. She went to Oz and put her finger in her face and put Ashley's, excuse me, put her finger in Ashley's face. And like, she never gets called aggressive. She never gets called, you know, anything. But I do wish that they would have shown the the never before seen footage of her telling Wendy, like, you have to stop because she will fight you. And like, it's going to look like it's your fault if you keep antagonizing her, because that is what people kept saying about Candace and Monique is that Candace deserved it because she kept fucking talking. And it, again, that is like such a fucked up way to think about it. But oh my God, I'm so sorry. I just did that. I'm just trying to breathe. I was <laughs> like, so my apologies. Um, But I just felt bad for Wendy because to, you know, to have to defend why you, um, felt the way that you did after someone like threw a drink on you and threw a napkin on you and got in your face like it's fucked up and Andy bringing up again the hypocrisy of Ashley it's so fucking clear that Michael Darby I'm sorry I'm alleging this I want to make this clear this is not fact but this is what I think happened I think that season Michael Darby paid off Monique and Chris Samuels to protect to get Ashley to like be on their side because the fact that Monique claims she didn't have footage of the ass grabbing situation that happened in her basement when she does have cameras um it was very sus and then to have Ashley like do a whole sort of you know court um character witness situation which she wasn't even there I mean come on if that is so it's so clear as day and ever since then like Candace and her will never be never be a hundred percent they just won't um Giselle just like really showed her true colors with the whole Wendy situation um I don't have much to say about that because it's just pretty obvious how gross that is because she's like well I just like don't care about her so that's kind of why I didn't care if this happened I was like yikes that's that's a problem that's a problem because it has that has to do with like your like moral compass I feel like to just be like well I don't care about this person so that's why I don't have an opinion it's like yikes like I don't know how I feel about that um and then there's the much needed colorism conversation. Now, I am a cis white woman. I feel that I don't, th- I'm pulling an Andy here. I don't feel like I will say the right thing. I don't, does this make sense? I'm trying to be as like, 
careful with my words as possible. I think it's a really important conversation. I'm glad that the women had this conversation. I'm glad Candace was heard. I'm glad Wendy was heard because I do think that these women needed to just sit and listen to them and agree and hear their side and acknowledge that there is a bias and um I was really proud of them for that conversation but I I don't feel like as a cis white woman like I can sit here and like add any sort of like real value to that conversation um or really speak too much about it because it's not something I experience I mean uh, see, I don't know. Maybe I'm getting all twisted. Maybe I'm overthinking this. I don't know. But you guys get what I'm saying? Um, the part three reunion um, will be... Oh my God, no. Oh my God. I'm so sorry. I'm looking at my notes here. I can't believe I almost forgot about the Jacqueline stuff. <gasps> yes. Okay. So Jack Attack is all the same. Jack Attack is here. And to to see this friendship and what Mia said, she was like, we have said way worse things to each other, but this time it was on camera. So I guess it like hits different. I'm like, yeah, babe, you can't say that she fucks married guys. Then they start bringing out the receipts and Jacqueline looks great. I got to tell you, I would be interested to see her come back in some capacity. Um, I don't think Jacqueline is 100% innocent in this whole situation. I do think Mia is very wrong. I did enjoy the fight, to be honest, because it was a little breath of fresh. Um, it was different than, you know, the standard Giselle versus Candace or whatever. Um, I just think that this was like such a such a goddamn mess, but we're going to get into it more at the part three reunion. So I can't wait for that. And then the men come out, Chris literally comes for Giselle Hard. Um, Shasha and Karen go at it. Can't fucking wait. So that will be next week. Can't wait for that. Let's get into Summer House. Okay. I can't believe this is season seven of this show. Let me just say that. Can't fucking believe it. And we are kind of picking up where we left off where Kyle is a fucking baby baby back bitch. The fact that there is a goddamn montage of this man storming out multiple times, screaming like a fucking baby, storming out of restaurants, storming away, pouting, stomping his feet is so fucking embarrassing. If that was my man, I would be mortified. Let me tell you something about my boyfriend, Danny. One of my favorite things about him is that the way he can like keep his calm and his composure and he's level-headed and logical and doesn't act like a fucking fool. Now, you might say that the bar is in hell, but I'm just saying like I can't imagine being Amanda and dealing with this type of behavior because does he do that at home with her? Does she make him mad and he storms away like a fucking baby and leaves her in the dust? It's ridiculous. And this man didn't need another fucking martini. He just didn't. Amanda's just going to... She's like the Britney of Van, of, from Vanderpump Rules. And the, and he is Jax. Like, she's always going to have to, like, make 
clean up his mess. She's always going to have to do that. And I'm like, aren't you exhausted? He is 40 years old who is throwing his close friend under the bus when it comes to his past addiction. Now, I will say, Amanda said in this episode, she was like, there is a lot that happened with Carl that a lot of people would have fired their their employee over. And that might be true. And I understand that. Let's be clear. But I don't think it's fair for you to bring someone on as an employee in the height of their addiction and give them that opportunity and then throw it back in their face. I don't think that that's fair at all. And I think Kyle is probably very fucking hard to work for. I think he's hard to be friends with him. I think it's hard to be married to him. I don't think Kyle's easy. And I think Lindsay is a scapegoat for all of this. It's always someone else. It was Hannah's problem that one summer. It was Lindsay's problem the next summer. It's whoever else he's been fighting with these past seven fucking years. It's just... I find him so exhausting, you guys. I don't even know if he's good TV anymore. Like, that's how I'm starting to feel. And I'm glad that Carl is not working for him anymore. I'm glad that they came to some sort of decision that this is no longer working. But again, I just want to make, I just want to say, like, I do get Kyle and Amanda's point of view when it comes to Carl on some level. But I don't know if, like, bringing up the fact that, like, you know, he was coked out and he like didn't bring his laptop. Okay. That's horrible. But he was also an addict and he's been sober. So let's shut the fuck up. Like, let's respect him because Kyle being like, I don't know him anymore. He's like different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is quite literally growing up. He is putting his relationship first. He's putting himself first. He's trying to figure himself out now that he's on this sober journey. He can't fucking peddle your little sweet teas in, you know, little liquor stores all across America. I feel like it's so demeaning and dismissive of Kyle to be like, well, you know, we'd be fine without him. Would you? Like, then why did, why is he doing all of this for you then? Am I totally off base here? I just don't get it. And I know like on Watch What Happens Live, the polls, like a lot of people were team Amanda and Kyle over Carl. I get it to some extent, but then again, I kind of don't. And maybe that's just me. I I don't know. It really rubs me the wrong way when people do things, nice things for people and then throw it in their face. I just, I don't, that's like one of my least favorite qualities that, yeah, I just can't stand it. Um, And so, I don't know. I just feel, I just feel a type of way. I'm a little protective of Carl because I just feel like we've really seen Carl do such an amazing job and he has grown so much like from his fuck boy yellow tooth days season one. And it's like, why are we not celebrating that? Like, why are we getting on him? It's like, you haven't changed at all, Kyle, you're still storming away in season seven. Like you're 40 years old with a fucking mullet. Like I just can't, I can't with him. I can't. Um, but let's get into the Gabby and the Danielle stuff. So it turns out that 
Danielle was the girl that went to Coachella with Gabby's boyfriend. And I know that I said last week that Gabby made me question all of my astrology girly behaviors and tendencies. And I have to tell you guys, while that is true, I also know that she's a Scorpio moon, as she said in the premiere. There is not a chance in goddamn hell that she will ever fully trust, forgive, or forget Danielle for this. I know that she does not blame Danielle. I know that she blames her boy for her ex 100%. I know that she knows not to blame the woman because it's like she was a victim in this as well because men are fucking rotten. But I know a Scorpio when I see one. And as much as she acknowledges that it's not Danielle's problem or fault, she still does not fuck with Danielle 100% and never will and will forever side-eye Danielle. Forever. Trust me. But then when she says that she had his logins to all of his social medias and then posted this, and I will read it to you guys right now. I'm a liar and a cheater. I don't deserve the girl who I claim to be my girlfriend for the past four years. Gabby Prescott is one of the best people I have ever met. And I have wasted her time and take advantage of her love and her trust. I'm sorry for this, but it is a pattern of behavior. She posted this on his fucking LinkedIn, on his Instagram, on his Twitter, on his Facebook. She posted it everywhere. That is the most Scorpio moon shit I have ever fucking seen. Okay? I promise you that. Like, it was... It was nuts. And then to see her and Danielle on Watch It Happens Live together. There were so many moments that Danielle or Gabby was like sipping on her her drink, like when Danielle was answering certain questions, making certain faces. And then and then they were playing a game and it was like, who do you think will have the most to answer for at the reunion? And Gabby said, you know, I know people are going to say Lindsay, but I think Danielle does. And Danielle was like, I'm sitting right here. What the fuck do I have to answer for at the reunion? And she was like, I just think that there's a lot of things that are going to come out that you've said that you're going to have to answer for. And I was like, oh my God. I was living for that. It was like, you know, it was just really delicious to watch because I, I, I love when a newbie kind of comes in and like, really kind of starts shaking things up in the off season a little bit because it kind of will secure her spot for next season. And I was a little unsure if Gabby still am. I don't, I'm terrified of her personally because she is a Scorpio moon and um, her wrath per se. Uh, but I'm enjoying the the drama and the slow burn that will be her wrath, if that makes sense, any sense. Probably doesn't, but that's okay. So they all get back to the house <clears throat> of course, the girls are laying in the bed per use, you know, then in the morning, Danielle tells Carl and Lindsay what was said about him. And Carl just looks heartbroken, heartbroken. He's so sad. I mean, this is his best friend, his business, not business partner, but his boss. Um, And it's just, you know, makes me sad that 
this is happening. Um, I'm not as sad of, about their loss of friendship than I am about Lindsay and Danielle. That really is fucking me up. Because I really liked them together. And I do think that if someone was talking shit on Danielle, that Lindsay would step up and come for them. I just don't think Danielle has ever really done anything that anybody would talk bad about. Like, she's just not that kind of person. Uh, but the girls have a little tea party. Everybody's, you know, sipping tea, getting fucking wasted, eating these strange little turkey sandwiches. I was like, okay, go off. Um, and Amanda opens up about how she's off birth control and it made her lose a bunch of weight and she hasn't had her period since November. And by the time they're filming, it's July. So, I mean, it's concerning. I hope, you know, she went to the doctor and is getting the help that she needs in that department and got answers. And, you know, I do think that um, Paige was a little harsh, shall I say, to look at her friend and be like, well, what if the doctor looks at you and was just like, yeah, like you can never have kids. I'm like, why would you say that to her? And there's just like this look in Sierra's eyes. She's such a nurse. She really is in her heart. Because when Amanda's talking to her, there's just this look in, in, in Sierra's eye where there's just a look of like concern. And she's like, you need a full workup. You need to go to the doctor. Like, this is not a joke. Like, I'm worried. Like, basically, like looking at her like, I'm worried, girl. I'm worried. But it would explain the weight loss. And I'm glad Amanda basically like addressed addressed it because it is it is pretty drastic um I just hope Amanda's okay and I hope you know I just hope she's okay I think she's a nice girl and I just I want I want her to be okay um I also love her black her black confessional it's like that like tube top with like the neck thing and the ponytail with the glossy lip I'm like living everyone's fucked up everyone's wasted as hell they go to this brewery. Sam invites this man who quite literally does not want anything to do with her. Nothing. He's so not into her. I'm like, why? But again, I'm like kind of looking at him like, why would you even come? Like, she's clearly wasted if drinking's not your thing. Like, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Um, so it kind of came out that Oliver cheated on Maya. That's why they broke up. Makes me really fucking sad because I liked Oliver. I didn't want him to be that kind of guy. Apparently he is. Fucking loser. Hate him. Uh, moving on. Danielle and Kyle start fighting. And he loses his mind screaming at her, yelling at her. I'm like, why the fuck do you think it's okay to talk to people like this? It's just not okay. Like... And then he storms out again. I'm like, oh, my God, he's just the worst. You guys, I can't. I don't know how Amanda like deals with him. I just don't. I don't get it. Um, But they go back and forth. And Paige is the one that really kind of starts to stir it up between Danielle and Lindsay. She kind of planted the seed of like, hey, you know, would they ever stand up for you? And like I said, I do think Lindsay would stand up for her if if came to that but again Danielle doesn't really strike me as she doesn't do anything that you would ever have to stand up for to be honest like she's fine she like handles her own shit 
you know who's really kind of growing on me is Chris. And I do think that he was kind of given the Alex edit a little bit. Um, but I think he's like a really sweet guy. I liked that he made pancakes for everybody in the morning. I thought that that was like really sweet. And I feel like the people are being like kind of harsh on him. I mean, I was being a little hard on him, but I'm talking about the people in the house. Um, and I don't know. I just, I don't know. I just feel kind of bad for the newbies sometimes because it's, they're not, production is not doing these people any favors. Like they need to bring in people that actually, you know, make sense, have a natural rapport with the group. I, I just don't, I don't know. I just, I don't know what the fuck production does sometimes. I don't know. Maybe like other cast members fell through. That's kind of the vibe that I'm getting. Um, and then, you know, I'm glad that Kyle woke up and apologized to Danielle because he needed to, frankly, he was being a fucking asshole And but that's the thing. That's when he needs to like evaluate his relationship with alcohol, in my opinion. He needs to just take a step back and be like, I cannot behave like this. I can't drink like this because I I act up. Because then he texted Carl that night and basically was like, I'm fucking done. And Danielle's like, oh fuck me. Like, Jesus, what's going on? It's just really hard. It's it's tough, you know. These these old friendships are falling apart by the wayside. I just can't wait for next week because Danielle says that she trusts Amanda the least. Poor girl, she's crying. I hate watching Amanda cry because it's like so guttural and she's so sad. And then you watch Kyle kind of implode on Carl and Lindsay. I'm just like, God damn it, what the fuck? What the fuck is going on here on this day? Um, to quote Alyssa Edwards, but. I do want to take everybody's temperature. I'm like deep into the Murdoch trials right now. The Murdoch murders. I've watched every single thing I could on it. I've been watching the trial. I've been keeping up. Do you guys want me to like recap any of this on the podcast? Please let me know. I'm because I really want to. I, I'm really into it. Um, You know, sometimes like things capture a nation and the Murdoch murders is capturing me. So please tell me and um, please rate, review, subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and follow me at Brother Historian. And I will be back later this week to recap Miami, New Jersey and Vanderpump Rules. So love you guys. Bye. Media Production.